Hey everyone, I'm Katrina Carson-Denham, and you're listening to the Every Hand Helps podcast. Being kind is one of the most impactful things one can do. Join me as I give tips on serving daily, interview guests, and various nonprofit organizations on how you can serve your community and live a lifestyle of service in the hubbub of life. Hey everyone, oh my goodness, I am so stoked for today's episode because I am going to be sharing with you 10 tips on how you can live a lifestyle of service. But before we do that, I have a favor to ask of each of you. I am looking for some individuals that can provide me with ways that the American Heart Association has impacted you or someone that you love or someone that you know. If you can send them my way or if you yourself can speak to how the organization has benefited you, that would mean so, so much to me. I'm really trying to learn more about the American Heart Association specifically and understanding their mission and what they're putting out into the world. I know they are a wonderful nonprofit organization. I know just looking at their website, I have been so amazed at the variety of opportunities we have to volunteer for the American Heart Association. I actually took the liberty of signing up for a research study so that I can contribute to research for the American Heart Association, and specifically for heart disease in women. I actually have a heart murmur myself, and if I can be of any help with baseline data and things of that nature, I of course want to do whatever I can to help and to assist. If you have not checked out the American Heart Association and their website, I would really encourage you to do so. That said, I'm really excited to learn more about what they have done for others and how they have affected others and benefited others. So if that sounds like you, that you've benefited from the American Heart Association, or you know someone personally that has a story to share, please send them my way. We are located on Facebook and Instagram at Every Hand Helps Podcast. I can also be reached at my personal email address, kcarson14 at icloud.com. That is spelled K-K-A-R-S-E-N 14 at icloud.com. All right, let's get into today's episode. I just shared with you prior to stating that about the American Heart Association that today's episode would be 10 tips on living a lifestyle of service. All right, buckle in, here we go. Number one, holding the door open for people. You might hear that and think to yourself, Katrina, that is so simple, everybody does that. Why would that be a big deal on living a lifestyle of service? When you hold the door open for someone, you have an opportunity to do the following things. You can smile at them. That might be the first smile that they've seen that day. They could be having a bad day. And by you smiling at them, you could give them something to smile about. It's also a tangible way to let them know that they're thought of. And it's also a way where you can go the extra mile. All right, number two, saving your soda taps. 
If there are any of you that drink anything out of a can or even when it comes to various foods, you can save the tabs on those as well and you can donate them to Ronald McDonald House Charities. There are so many Ronald McDonald House Charities located nationwide and I have some fun statistics about how you are making a huge impact in the lives of others just by saving your soda tabs. It takes 1,128 soda tabs to make around a pound of soda tabs. And I actually got the, this data off of the Ronald McDonald House charities of, oh, I believe they're located in Savannah, Georgia. Um, I got it off of their location's website. So if that many soda tabs make a pound, this is actually one of the greatest fundraisers that the Ronald McDonald House Charities has. It is responsible for around $6,000 of their funding each year. And I know some people have the attitude of, I don't have that many soda tabs. Why would my saving my soda tabs add up to anything? This right here is a very tangible reminder that like we said, around 1,128 soda tabs makes up one pound. And for each pound, the Ronald McDonald House earns around 40 to 50 cents um, a pound. So that adds up pretty quickly. And just by starting a little Ziploc bag of your soda tabs, you would be surprised at how quickly they would add up. I had been quite surprised to find out all of the people around me that actually collect soda tabs, and I have had the privilege of taking in so many soda tabs and the Ronald McDonald House benefiting from it. Um, so another fun fact about the Ronald McDonald House that you might not know. So Ronald McDonald House Charities, they are normally located right next to or nearby children's hospitals because what their nonprofit organization does is that they provide families with children in the hospital ranging from birth to age 21. They provide their families with a place to stay overnight and they do ask for a small donation in return um, to stay with them each night. But these facilities that they have, they only ask each family for around $10 a night. But another fact that I found on the same website as I did the soda tabs, this Ronald McDonald House in Savannah, Georgia, it actually cost around $100 to $140 per night for a family to be able to stay in a Ronald McDonald House charity's home but they're only asking for $10. And that said, you saving your soda tabs, you giving them donations of either money or food or donating your time or even going to cook a meal there, those can really add up to assist families in this time of financial need, 
and they're also going through a lot of strain emotionally, I would imagine, especially right now in the era of COVID times. Now, I did touch on being able to cook a meal at the Ronald McDonald House Charities, and I'll touch a little bit more on this later, but things do look a little bit different in some places right now because of COVID, but I would still say that you could still collect and donate your soda tabs to your nearest Ronald McDonald House Charities, you can find your nearest Ronald McDonald House by going to their website and searching for your location. You'll be able to type in either your city or your zip code, and it will list not only the nearest Ronald McDonald House, but also it will list the nearest mobile Ronald McDonald House carts or some have family centers within a variety of children's hospitals. And I bet you did not know that saving your soda tabs could make that large of a difference, but it truly can. So start saving those soda tabs. Number three, donating your spare change. All right, this is probably pretty self-explanatory, but I just want to say a little bit goes a long way. We all have spare change sitting in our car, or maybe we have a spot where we save it at home. There are so many nonprofit organizations that are always seeking donations. That is one thing you can always do is donate money. It can be difficult to always find money to donate, but we all have spare change. Even if you have a penny, it's the same concept as saving your soda tabs. A little bit goes a long way. And if you start accumulating change and you need somewhere to donate it to, there is always somewhere. I know even at Casey's, they kind of switch up. Casey's gas station, they kind of switch up where their donations are going to. Sometimes they go to the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Sometimes Children's Spherical Network Hospitals. Um, there are so, so many that I could not possibly remember all of them, but they are always looking to make an impact on um, in the lives of others in collecting change. Love's Gas Station, I think, has something similar that they do, and I'm sure that Walmart and all kinds of stores and places across America and beyond there's always something that you can donate to, and spare change absolutely counts. Donate your spare change. Number four, be a listening ear. All right, again, this might be self-explanatory. In case you have not noticed this about me, I am a talker. There are times in relationships where I struggle to listen to others, but I know that it is of the utmost importance. I am very much an individual that when I am frustrated or feeling sad or anxious or even super excited sometimes, all I need from someone else is for them to be willing to listen to me. Be that listening ear for someone. Here's something that you might not have taken into consideration and why this listening piece is so important. Not everyone has a friend or social circles that they're a part of especially now within the times of COVID-19, the people you work with, when they go home to their families, they might not always, that might be all, um, they might just be at work and at home and maybe church or you really don't know. 
sometimes when you're at a grocery store and you're in line with someone and they need someone to talk to you, you really just never know what someone's life looks like, right? So if you have an opportunity to listen to someone, I bet you probably think when you're listening that it might not make that big of an impact on that person's life. I would debate you on that. I think that it means much more than you could ever possibly know. You are meeting a need by being a listening ear. Number five, offer words of encouragement. This might be unique to me. Whenever I find a way or think of a way to give someone else a compliment, I do it right then and there because I don't want to forget to do it. You don't know what kind of day that person has been having or maybe if they're a little self-conscious about something or I don't know, just encourage them, okay? It can even be something as simple as, oh my goodness, I am obsessed with your earrings. I love that shirt you're wearing. Oh my gosh, I love the way that you were so kind to someone. I mean, I am a preschool teacher, right? So I'm kind of used to at this point um, when it comes to classroom management and things like that complimenting children. Oh oh my goodness, I love the way you are sitting. I love the way that you are showing active listening to your friends while they're speaking. Good job. I do that all the time anyway. But anyway, I'm getting into a bit of a tangent now. Just look for something positive to say to build someone up. It will make a far, far bigger difference than you could ever imagine. And it means a lot to that person. Number six, write letters of encouragement. I specifically like writing letters of encouragement to others because words, especially a card or something like that, right, are something that someone can keep and hold on to. It's a tangible reminder of those words of encouragement that you're giving them. I can be pretty cheesy whenever it comes to writing things like wedding cards or birthday cards. When I'm really going the extra mile to sit down and think thoughtfully over things that I want to say to build someone up in my life, sometimes I get really emotional, right? I had three people that were close to me get married this past summer, and with Every one of them, when I sat down and wrote out their card, I teared up at the very least or cried. I am, (laughs) I'm just emotional like that. And I hope that one day um, those cards will still be a tangible reminder of how much I love that person, how much they mean to me, or even just the ways that they've brightened my life. I think we have that obligation to people to lift them up, and writing letters of encouragement can do that for others. And you know what? If you don't know someone that well and you still want to encourage them, there are plenty of generic ways to do that that are still meaningful. Even writing something like, the world is better because you're in it. I think we can all agree that that is very encouraging. Or, I hope you have an amazing day. Or even, oh, I don't know. I don't know. There are just so many different ways that you can encourage others. And I would encourage you to do that. Especially right now in COVID times, 
I know there were seasons where nursing and retirement homes, they were seeking out letters of encouragement for their residents because their residents weren't getting that social interaction that they were able to get previously because no one can come in to visit. I don't even, I'm not sure that families can go visit right now. Um, it probably just depends on where you are. But writing those letters, that is of the utmost importance. Number seven, cook a meal. Not everyone has the gift of cooking, but if you do, use it. There are times when there are things that come up, like if you're a new mother, if you've had a hospital stay, or maybe it's just a super busy time in that family's life right now or that person's life right now. Maybe if they've lost a loved one and you just know that making them a meal would mean so much to them, by all means, do that. That would be so helpful to them. Oh my goodness. I think that is super awesome. I also think that cooking meals, that it can be associated with hospitality. Back to how I was speaking about the Ronald McDonald House earlier, this is a wonderful example of how you can serve uniquely the Ronald McDonald House charities. In Ronald McDonald Houses, they all have kitchens, and you can come in as a volunteer with just on your own or with a group of people, a group of friends, and you can make a meal for the people staying there for you to get to visit with the families because you don't know exactly what they're going through at that time, but you do know that most likely they're going through something medically difficult with their children or maybe they're there in time for a doctor's appointment, but it's safe to say that they might need a listening ear and you can be that for them. Like I said previously, this might look a little bit different right now in terms of COVID. And I know that specifically in the St. Louis areas, in the Ronald McDonald houses, they are asking for gift card donations or for um, you to have the food delivered through like a third party platform like I think Grubhub was the one that they mentioned, but I'm sure that you could also use Postmates, Uber Eats, DoorDash, all of the above. So just a little disclaimer on that right now, but some locations are still allowing people to come in safely and to cook meals. Number eight, you can host a food drive. All right, there are several food banks in our area and really all across America. They are in need of food items. And all you have to do to host a food drive, you might think, oh, Katrina, well, that sounds like a lot of work to put together. I just don't know if I can do it. In 2016, I held a title with International Junior Miss as their Miss Illinois. And I took the opportunity to, um, I worked at Kroger at the time, and I asked, hey, could I have a food drive just from like, it might have been 10 to 12. It was it was some two-hour period where I just said, hey, can I just stand outside the store and ask, uh, let people know that I am collecting donations for Ronald McDonald House Charities because that was what I was doing it for at the time, the one in Evansville, Indiana. I think that was called the Ronald McDonald House of the Ohio Valleys anyway. You could do this for a number of 
food banks or Ronald McDonald houses, whatever is applicable to your situation. Okay, I stood at the door. I explained what I was collecting for, and I think I also had a list of items they were in the in most need of, and I just handed them to people as they went in. I know it can seem a little bit intimidating speaking to others before they're going into the grocery store, but you really just have to get out in front of them, um, nicely of course, and ask. There were so many that were willing to help that at the end of that two hours, I did not do very much advertising at all. I just, I did a little bit on my personal Facebook and some people were gracious enough to share it. At the end of that two hours, we had an entire cart full of donations to bring. And it really did not take anything but me asking Kroger and being there for the two hours and then loading up the groceries um, that I had received and that was that and there were still some people that wanted to donate money I really was looking for items but they wanted to donate money so what I did is at the end when I had that money that they had donated I took that money and I purchased items that had been on my list that maybe there weren't a lot of from others and I, that's what I did with that money so hosting a food drive is actually a surprisingly low time commitment. It really just takes you asking and you being willing to show up. And it might help if you know someone that works at the store that you were planning on asking because I feel like that did help out in my situation a little bit. But if all else fails, at least you asked. And there are plenty of stores I think that would be willing to help. All right, number nine. Assess your skills. All right, here's what I mean by assessing your skills. Take a step back and think about what are my strengths as Katrina, or insert your name here, what are my strengths? I had a little bit of trouble with this one in some degree. I knew that I loved talking to people, so at the time, when I was looking to add a layer to my volunteering, there was a period of time before I got married where each Saturday I would go just for an hour or two and visit my local retirement home residents. There were some of them that I had known in different walks of life that I got to speak with and visit with, but there were plenty of other people that I did not know that I got to meet. It really just takes you going and talking to them and they loved it. And I also played piano while I was there. I can play piano all right. I am not able to play too many things, just some things, but that didn't matter to them. They saw that I was using one of my gifts that I knew that I had and I was coming in and playing piano for them. And um, they really appreciated that. Again, it might be a little bit different right now because of COVID. But I do have a unique story to share on my musical skill set. So I'm going to quickly share that. There was a gentleman whose name is escaping me right now in the retirement home. And I play piano by ear. And I knew the song by Elvis. I can't stop falling in love with you, all right? 
and I was playing that slowly and the gentleman stopped me and said, that's my favorite song. I just remember that he was so thankful that I had come and I had played his favorite song and it made me cheer up a little bit. It just felt great knowing that I made a small difference in the life of someone else just by taking the time on a Saturday to come in. Because there were times where I thought to myself, well, gosh, is this making a difference? Because are they really that excited to see me? It will never hurt to show up and do what you can to talk to people, get to know them, and lift their spirits. That was very meaningful to the both of us. But when it comes to assessing your skills, I think it's helpful to also ask your friends and family what they feel your strengths are. Because something that I learned about myself by speaking to my sister and my uh, one of my friends and my mom about what my strengths were, they said, Katrina, you are a great communicator. I thought to myself, oh, well, that would make sense as to why part of my role on the Miss Metropolis Scholarship Organization Board recently was to organize a mock interview. I was trusted with that task because I was able to coordinate something well and communicate with others. That's pretty cool. Another gift that you might have might be, like we said, talking to others. You might love to draw or to write in calligraphy, so you might be good at making cards. Maybe you even just like to write. You would also be great at making cards. We talked about how music can be a skill set or a gift that you would have. There are so many things. You truly have to think outside the box and do what you can with what you're given. And really, that's all that any of us should try our best to do is to do the best with what we're given. We all have various skills for a variety of reasons and we all have different circumstances. So with that said, I would take some time to reflect on what are your strengths, how you can serve others, because I promise you there is a way. This is an episode on how to live a lifestyle of service. There is not one person listening to this episode that cannot serve others. I believe in you. You can do it. Don't overwork yourself, but you can do something to make this world a better place. I believe in you. Number 10, you can volunteer with an organization. We have had so many wonderful nonprofit organizations on the Every Hand Helps podcast, so I'm going to go back and review what some of those organizations were, and please, 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 I would so appreciate it if you would take some time, if you're seeking to volunteer with an organization, to go back and listen to these episodes on what these nonprofits do. The whole point of having nonprofit organizations on the podcast is so that we can match you with a organization where you can serve them well and you can do something that you're passionate about that helps other people. First one that we had Eagle House Ministries. Eagle House does a variety of things. I would go check out their episode if you would like to find out more about what they do, but 
Um, they are really big on having individuals come together to further the kingdom of Christ and to serve others. They host mission mission teams when they're in town. They have a 5K. They host spiritual retreats there. And they do a lot in terms of facilitating needs for others. And I would encourage you to check out their episode, Hospice of Southern Illinois. Not only do they serve individuals who are nearing the end of their life, but they also serve families on how to cope with a loss of a loved one and how life is different after that. I was also encouraged to find out that sometimes people do come off of hospice. I think it happens more often than people would realize. So they are a wonderful organization. Obviously, the American Heart Association, I kind of had a call to action at the start of this episode for individuals that have benefited from that specifically. And I spoke with Alex Plotz at the Illinois American Heart Association in one of our episodes, and I would encourage you to listen to that. The American Heart Association does a lot in terms of research and education pertaining to heart health issues and how to encourage others to live a lifestyle of health so that they can have healthy hearts. Operation Not Alone, I spoke with Susan Foch in one of our episodes about Operation Not Alone being a Wisconsin-based military um, nonprofit, and now they're actually doing more than they were before in terms of COVID-19 response, and they're doing a lot in terms of mental health, but they do a lot specifically for active duty and veterans, I would encourage you to check them out on their social media, both on Facebook and Instagram, and also check out our episode. Speaking with Susan, I absolutely adore her. She actually has her own podcast called the Make an Impact Podcast because she started her nonprofit organization, Operation Not Alone, out of her college dorm room at 18 years old, and she has been going at it for the past eight years, just killing it. She is amazing, and I would highly recommend you check out our episode with her. Renew Secondhand Store is actually a nonprofit um, that is off of Cornerstone Church in Marion, Illinois. They have branches both in Carbondale and Marion. They take anything um, that honestly... um, They take anything that you could think to donate, and they have their own resale store where they resale items for a very, very, very small cost. You can find great things for a very low cost there at their two branches, and their proceeds go toward missions in the community. They have done a variety of things. They have donated, I think, books and school supplies to local teachers, they have donated to the homeless, they have even donated to, I think, some animal relief causes. I'm not entirely sure that I remembered the specifics, but I would encourage you to check out our episode with Holly Dodd on why you should donate your clothes to Renew. And We also interviewed Carla Donahoe from Kathy's Cottage. Kathy's Cottage 
takes used furniture that people are willing to donate and they meet the needs of others by providing them with furniture. Guys, I did not realize just how expensive furniture was until I became an adult and I was like, whoa, this is crazy expensive. But Carla gets to meet the needs of others in that way. And um, I think it's absolutely outstanding and I would highly recommend you check out our episode with her. I think it's actually our most listened episode to date. And I totally understand why because Carla is amazing at what she does. Last but certainly not least, of course, I'm going to talk about Ronald McDonald House Charities because I've actually spoken about them throughout the entire episode. And so I would encourage you to go to their website and check them out. Another outstanding organization is Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. And actually, guys, you might not realize this, but you all have individuals in your own community that they are benefiting from Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. They are a network of over, I believe it's 170 hospitals across North America. And Dairy Queen is just one of their partners. They have Miracle Treat Day and they have Free Cone Day where they encourage donations from others in exchange for a free cone. Um, They do all kinds of events. They also have National Pancake Day with IHOP where they encourage a donation with a free short stack of pancakes. The list goes on and on, but they provide donations. So for example, my nearest Children's Miracle Network Hospital is Cardinal Glennon Hospital in St. Louis. Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital in St. Louis. Okay. And what happens is when I donate to Dairy Queen and Dairy Queen turns in their donations, it will go to my nearest children's hospital. So we know that children with special needs um, that cannot be met in a local hospital where they have to be met in a children's hospital, your donation will go directly there. And there are so many children I know that they have had a wonderful experience with these Children's Miracle Network hospitals. And the unique thing about Children's Miracle Network is that they provide money a lot of the time based on what research can be done. So with that said, there are times also where different teams get together and they decide what is our greatest need? Can we improve a service or can we improve an aspect of our hospital for our families that are here? Can we meet the needs of a family? It all just depends on the hospital, how that is allocated. But I believe the organization that they distribute evenly across all of their hospitals the funds so that those hospitals can decide what their greatest needs are and how they can bless others with your donation. And of course, there are wonderful places like food banks but and many, 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 many others. I encourage you to do all of these things and to do what you can to live a lifestyle of service. If you have not done so already, I would greatly appreciate it if you would stop 
rate, review, and subscribe on the Apple Podcast Store. Please also follow us on social media at Every Hand Helps Podcast, both on Facebook and on Instagram. I was so incredibly excited to create another episode and to be with you guys again this week. Please feel free to reach out via Facebook, Instagram, or the email address I gave at the beginning of the episode. I will speak with you again soon. Have an amazing week.